0: She's blonde, 5 foot 2 and 102 pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is. Andrea K.
1: Happy Hump Day! Yeah, yeah, yeah! That was to give uh, a certain somebody a little chance to hit a button to hear Hump Day. (laughs) Glad to have you all here with me. I am Andrea K. It's Hump Day! Woo hoo! I'm Andrea K. Dynamite in the dress, busting through the hype, the hyperbole, and the hypocrisy every night from six to seven p.m. here on the Answer San Diego. Oh, my gosh. It may be Wednesday on the Holy Week leading into Easter weekend, but for some people tonight, it's Christmas Eve because there's a report being released tomorrow, and I've got some questions for y'all related to this. Are y'all – is it – are you in the camp to where you're giddy about it and it's your Christmas Eve and you're expecting Santa to deliver the goods, in, in which case for conservatives, it's an exoneration of President Trump? Or are you part of the left – that is giddy tonight, hoping that there is going to be some, in spite of the obvious exoneration, going to be some low-down, dirty deets, details that they can use to try to impeach Trump. Eight 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 three four four eleven seventy. 1170 what are your expectations? Because today it's been all about managing expectations, setting expectations. And everybody's got expectations as well as they've got what they're expecting to hear tomorrow, what they're expecting to read in the report, as well as what they want here tomorrow with Bill Barr and his press conference and what's in the report. 888-344-1170. Follow me on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And if you do call in, the man who will take your calls, so be kind, be nice to him. Otherwise, he just might hang up on y'all. It's DJ Carrot Sticks. It's showtime. Hi. Did
2: you Ah. miss me?
3: You just can't keep a good guy down. Ah.
1: I don't know what you're trying to say. That was actually
4: real audio from Mueller.
1: (laughs) Very good. Very good. Um, You know, in terms of managing expectations, I think Bill Barr did a brilliant job, much to the left's dismay, when he put out his four-page summary before, and that's one of the reasons why they were initially really angry at him because he put out a four-page summary that basically said, that didn't even need to be four pages because all anybody zeroed in on was the one line that basically said... No collusion and no obstruction. Because does anybody believe for even a second that if Mueller could have even possibly in any way gotten President Trump on a jaywalking violation that he wouldn't have recommended charges, who is he kidding here? The only reason why Mueller did that was to throw some red meat to the left, as well as to try to give an opportunity for the left and the Democrats uh, for impeachment. That's really what this is about because Mueller knew he knew going in what his job was. His job was to continue to push the false narrative, the expectation. T- talk about expectations. They left with Mueller, Comey, Clapper, Brennan, Obama, Hillary Clinton, uh, the spokespeople for them in the media. They have done everything that they could do to give the false expectation that that President Trump was going to jail, that he was an operating as a foreign agent for Russia, that he stole the election from Hillary Clinton, uh, Adam Schiff, even after the four-page summary, still said, there is credible evidence, and I have credible evidence, that President Trump colluded with the Russians, and that there was evidence of obstruction. They were still trying to set the stage that there was an expectation that Trump had broken the law and that he would go to jail. And one of the reasons why they set that false expectation... Knowing that it wasn't there was that they that and we see it a little bit of the polling numbers tonight that they're trying to put out there that that even after the four page summary from Bill Barr, that the polling question was something. Do you believe that he was innocent and exonerated? Do you still have questions or do you not know? And supposedly, as much as we can trust polls, 47 percent of independents say that there's still questions. So the end game for them was, and Mueller knew, the second, as Devin Nunes said the other day, and we talked about it here on the show, as soon as Mueller walked in the office and said, hey, show me what you got, show me the files, and it was as empty as AOC's brain cavity, he knew that there was no there there. He knew that there wasn't. But it was all about setting the stage. Here's where we've gone. We've gone from collusion to conspiracy. We've gone from them hating President Trump because it was not just that they wanted Hillary. It was also that the elites in Washington and the establishment feel like they're smarter than us. They hate us. They hate us as much as they hate Trump supporters. We didn't have a right to make this decision. Not only do they believe that Trump was unfit for office, they believe that we are unfit as voters and don't, and, and therefore they cannot respect our choice as voters. So it started with him being unfit for office. That's why They spied on him initially with Obama's blessing. That's why they put spies in the campaign. That's why they set up an insurance policy for President Trump if he won and why they worked hard to cover up the crimes of Hillary Clinton. So it started with Trump being unfit for office, as you could see clearly in Peter Strzok's text. So it went from unfit for office to we got to come up with some phony collusion. Then when collusion, oh, by the way, even if there was collusion, it's not a crime to collude with anybody. Otherwise, Ted Kennedy would have gone to jail for colluding with the Russians many years ago. Then it went to conspiracy. Then when they didn't have that, they had to shift to obstruction. And now they don't have either, as we're going to, as we heard in the summary, and we're going to have proven to us tomorrow. Then it's come back to unfit. And that's why Mueller refused to go as far as he should have, which was the truth to say that there was no collusion. And there was full exoneration on obstruction is because he had to give the left something with which they could hang their hat on, and we will see it tomorrow in, in, in the report with which they could push to impeach. What I so I expect to hear tomorrow, because you cannot dig into a family like they did President Trump and everybody associated with that campaign. We found out from Nellie Orr in in her testimony to Congress that she was hired by Fusion GPS. Who was attached to the FBI and a part of this illegal investigation to investigate everybody in the Trump family for something suspicious, not on the basis of a suspicion of a crime, not on the basis of probable cause, but looking for something suspicious. So let me ask any of y'all out there, you liberals, you got the FBI hired hands by the FBI? Director of National Intelligence, intelligence operations, working a counterintelligence operation and digging into your family drawers, listening to your family phone conversations, digging into your family business, and they're not going to find something that they could use to make you look bad? How many of us have in our lives been thinking we were having a private conversation only to have somebody that we were talking about hear it or find out about it? Or we've done something that we're less than proud of, and we're just glad that maybe, like me back in the day of Mardi Gras, <laughs> glad that there were no phones back in the day when I was doing Mardi Gras. How many Ain't of us
5: are wrong with that? Yeah.
1: <laughs> How many of us who can? Let me put it this way: Who out there has such a spotless life that the FBI and all these agencies could do could do a deep state proctology exam of your life and not come up with something to make you look bad? So I fully expect tomorrow that there would be information in there to make him look bad because that was ultimately what the goal was. What I do not expect to hear tomorrow in any of the 4,000 pages, redacted or underwise, is any justification for the United States government, a Democrat-sitting president, to launch a surveillance and spying operation of the opposition party campaign. It was an illegal operation from the get-go. There will be no justification for it tomorrow. I don't care what the Democrats have to say about it. And Mueller knew it. That's another reason why he came forth with the phony crap of saying he couldn't fully exonerate President Trump on, on obstruction. Because they've got to justify. They've got to justify why Obama, and it was Obama, Andrew McCarthy had an article out yesterday detailing conversations between Obama, Susan Rice, Comey, Clapper, and all the rest of them, with Obama discussing with them why newly elected President Donald J. Trump did not have the right to know that he and his campaign had been under surveillance and were continuing to be under surveillance. And on top of it, Comey was given instructions to go into the Oval Office and lie to President Trump and tell President Trump he was not a subject of any investigation, which was a flat-out lie. So I do not expect to hear any justification for anything that was done here. Now, that doesn't mean that I expect Bill Barr to come out tomorrow and start laying out his case for prosecutions of anybody here. I don't expect that tomorrow. What I uh, so I'm I don't really know what would I like. I mean, if I had a wish list. What do I want to hear from him? I would love to hear him say it because he said that S-word in front of Congress. We know they spied. It's just a matter of whether or not it was – I can't remember the legalese word that he used, whether or not it was predicated, which he knows that there wasn't. And they know there wasn't too. That's why they were so upset that he used that word because he knows – Just like I said, I don't expect to hear anything tomorrow in that report that will justify the two and a half years. Even let's talk about what we can expect to see from the obstruction thing. I can expect that what's in the obstruction that he couldn't fully exonerate was, first of all, as we know, that President Trump fired Comey. That was the excuse that Comey used to leak classified information, which he should have been prosecuted for, to try to push the hand of Rosenstein to hire a special prosecutor in the first place because of obstruction, because he was fired. But President Trump, and I guarantee you Hillary would have fired him day one, and really that was the first mistake Trump made. But he had every right to fire Comey, particularly given the fact that it didn't stop the investigation in any way. He has every right to fire him. Rosenstein wrote the letter recommending he be fired. It didn't stop the investigation. Okay, so then what else would it be? Uh, he had, in fact, now I see that it was it was a good play for Trump to keep Rosenstein because who stepped in as acting? Well, that was acting AG on behalf of Sessions, but it, it, the it's still even though that's t- technically not he wasn't acting FBI director, the FBI falls under the Department of Justice. President, if President Trump wanted to interfere with with an the investigation, he probably would have fired Rosenstein, who's who signed his name to the FISA phony FISA warrants and then hired Mueller in the first place. So there was no obstruction. Okay, so what else could they possibly have that maybe he tweeted out that there was no collusion? So he went to the media. How is that any different than Obama doing a CBS, I think it was a 60 Minutes interview, or maybe Dateline NBC, in the spring of 2016, in which he said that Hillary Clinton didn't uh, – I, I can't remember the exact words he used, but they were the exact words that Comey used when he wrote his, when he wrote his exoneration letter and stood before the people on July 5th and said that she was uh, um, reckless, but that she didn't have the intent to break the law, which is not even under the espionage statute. I tell you, that's far more obstruction of justice than any than anything that President Trump did. Because you know what? The President of the United States has a right to assert his, his innocence. Because we're supposed to be innocent until proven guilty. Today, the left was hysterical because President Trump, uh, it was leaked that A.G. Barr had had conversations with the White House about what was in the report. Uh, before the report's released. <gasps> oh my gosh. You mean the subject of the investigation, who was cleared, who didn't obstruct anything, let it go on? Let him and his family have a target on his back for two and a half years as a part of a legal investigation? Actually got, to, got a chance to see the report? The world's going to get to see it tomorrow, but he didn't have a right to see it. And so, of course, the left had to talk about how, oh, the, the conservatives and Fox, we were hysterical that Loretta Lynch had a five-minute uh, five meeting about grandchildren on a tarmac, not even remotely close to the same thing. Loretta, Hillary Clinton was under criminal investigation for violating the Espionage Act, and at the moment of that tarmac meeting, had already— committed countless felonies in the course of destroying public government information, government property that was under subpoena. And she had a private meeting with the subject of a criminal investigation's husband. That was in the middle of a criminal investigation. Not after some special prosecutorial report. Not even remotely the same thing. I'm past the point for a break, but I'm going to take a break. And when I come back, I got the fabulous... Jessie Jane Duff, who's going to be here, Gunny Sargent. She could talk about anything. So she's going to be here to weigh in. I'm going to ask her what she's expecting tomorrow. And if this is like Christmas Eve for her, and if she's like me and thinking, yeah, it's Christmas Eve for the left, but instead of getting that new bicycle from Santa, they're going to get a lump of coal. Stay tuned. We're Andrew K. Show coming up.
0: FM 96.1 North County. AM 1170 San Diego. The answer. The answer. San Diego has gone interactive. Download our free app to get special offers, deals, and more than just status updates and pictures of cats from your smartphone. Did you hear something that you want to weigh in on? Download the free The Answer app to instantly call or email the station straight from your mobile device. Download our free app today. The Answer San Diego, the best conservative coverage in San Diego.
3: Read the latest breaking news, top business analysis, and the funniest political cartoons. Yeah. Yeah. Register for the Answer San Diego's newsletters. Use keyword newsletter. Stay current on politics, contests, events, and more. Be among the first to know about the latest books from top conservative authors, special signing events, and promotions. Register today at the diego.com Keyword Newsletter. Sponsored by Richard Musio, host of It's Your Business, Sundays at 9 a.m. only on the Answer San Diego. This report is pre-recorded and sponsored by the Word on Wealth Financial Network.
5: Here's the Word on Wealth, a retirement update from five-star wealth manager, certified financial planner, Marty Schneider, the retirement professor.
3: Greetings, friends. Welcome to this edition of the Word on Wealth. Marty Schneider here. Social security system is going to begin paying out more than it takes in in the year 2021. Over a period of time, they could continue to bump that full retirement age all the way up to 68. That one simple year would have a huge impact on the system in terms of its stability long-term. The other big issue, of course, is they could bump up the tax itself. If you need help on putting together your long-term retirement plan and come on in and see me, all you got to do is call and schedule your free consultation with me, 800-727-PLAN, 800-727-7526. That's it for this edition of The Word on Wealth. I'm the retirement professor, Marty Schneider. Thanks for listening. I'll be back with you right here on these very same Salem Network Stations.
2: This is Dan Proff for townhall.com. It fits. Those were the words Tiger Woods uttered upon donning his fifth green jacket after his improbable and electrifying master's victory. President Trump subsequently notified Tiger that he'd be adding a presidential medal of freedom to his trophy case. That fits, too. Even the casual observer knows his career has been marked by epic highs and tragic lows. That's what made Sunday's victory all the more incredible. It was the culmination of an ethereal professional career from a man whose impact on the game of golf is immeasurable, but a few numbers provide a glimpse. Ten years after Tiger turned pro, the number of golfers in the United States had increased by 25%. Twenty years into Tiger's career, the average total tournament purse had increased 352%, and the average first place check by 378%. The indelible images of Tiger's first and perhaps last Masters win From hugging his dad to hugging his kids Are indications of how much Tiger has changed too It all fits I'm Dan Proff The Pepperdine
0: Graduate School of Public Policy Learn more at Publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu FM 96.1 AM 1170 The Answer
3: You're listening to somebody who tells it like it is Andrea Kay On The Answer San Diego
1: Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Glad to have you all here with me. 888 344 1170. The question of the night is What are you expecting tomorrow morning? What are you expecting to hear from Bill Barr when he goes before the public at 6.30 a.m., the crack of dawn here in San Diego? But I'm going to be up watching it, maybe. Might have to set the DVR and pretend I watched it live. No, I'm going to be up early watching it live because it's kind of Christmas Day for us conservatives, in my opinion. There will be. Some unflattering information about President Trump, but uh, you know that that's really what we've been bombarded with now since he came down the escalator. So nothing new there, but I want to hear from you, 888-344-1170, what you're expecting to hear and what you're hoping to hear. I'm wearing a little prison stripes tonight because I would love to hear him talk about who he's going to prosecute. Not sure we're going to get to hear that. Uh, Jessie Jane Duff joins me now. Gunnery Sergeant, U.S. Marine Corps, retired senior fellow at the London Center for Policy Research, and another woman who tells it like it is. Hey, Jessie Jane Duff. Hey, welcome back to the show, girl. Six thirty in the morning i was like oh that's early then it hit me i'm in dc <laughs> yes you get to get up and chill a little bit and get all excited you get to get uh, up early yeah. you get to get up early enough to hear all the left gnaw bone and hysterical oh uh, gosh. right yeah
6: yeah i get the pregame show which will probably be exhausting as it is So what are we expecting? First of all and foremost, the bottom line is no collusion. That came out, and that is ultimately fabulous for not just this president, but for all Americans, and even those on the left who are unable and incapable of celebrating that there was no collusion by the president of the United States. That's a win for all Americans. You must be—if you're unhappy that the president was not found to have colluded with Russia, you must be a Democrat. (laughs) That's all I got to say on that one. (laughs) But as far as— But as far as obstruction goes, that's where some people are considering that there may be some type of innuendo or suggestion that there was obstruction. And here's where my problem arises. I'm concerned because uh, the Mueller team itself was very partisan. This is well known. We know that the team is going to be able was able and set up by those that were very supportive of Hillary Clinton, Mm -hmm. based upon a lot of the uh, statements, comments, campaign donations, and what we had seen with some of the uh, very testimony with Peter Strozak Uh, However, let's also keep in mind Rosenstein, who selected Bob Mueller, has been working very closely with William Barr, the attorney general, on what should and should not be redacted from the report, along with the Mueller team. They are ensuring that they are being cautious on this. What would not get released? Obviously, anybody who is innocent, their name should not be released. I wouldn't trust any of these members of Congress. Most of these people never went through a security clearance process prior Mm to them even getting into congress and i would highly suggest that many of them are incapable of getting a security clearance so for them to have access to private information i would think is very unfair to those people who were never indicted were never given the uh who were never charged with a crime and we know that there is ample there were ample witnesses ample interviews and many of those names must be removed as, as far as I'm concerned. However, here's where the problem arises. What were they being come in for investigations? What were the questions asked? Are those going to be released? Is that going to be released, I should say? and. What innuendo will the left take out of this? Mm-hmm. I think the left is going to dig and dig and dig in every means possible. Now, the word is is that we expect and we're hopeful that uh, Attorney General Barr will come out with a press release. One thing I know about Attorney General Barr, I don't care what anybody says, he may be a Trump appointee, but there were many people that were nervous about him coming in because he is an institutional man, yeah. meaning he has a long history with the FBI. However, he is a hardcore. He has always been by the book, by the law. He has never given any impression of whatsoever to be uh, favoring one political party or president, for that matter. I expect that he is going to be as fair as possible. But I don't think the Mueller report itself will have ever been fair because it itself, these people were able to make statements that were never challenged. They could write anything they want without any type of cross-examination, without any type of uh, question. So who knows? Right. Uh, You know, we know that the ultimate point of
1: all of this, this was actually the Mueller investigation was a part of the insurance policy. It was in fact. So, in fact, you know, Rod Rosenstein supposedly was upset at Trump and offered to wear a wire and try to help invoke the 25th Amendment because he was angry. That he got roped into supposedly writing this letter recommending that Comey get fired. Then Comey gets fired, which then pushes him to, Uh you know, release classified information in order to get Rosenstein then to say that there's obstruction and investigate. I'm not sure that Rosenstein, that that wasn't all a part of the plan from the beginning because it was all incredibly well orchestrated. This was all about a coup attempt with the United States government. In hindsight, I'm thinking it was a good idea to keep Rosenstein there because this is all about the narrative at this point and which is just as much a, a part of the rule of law because no matter what comes out tomorrow no matter even if Mueller had done the right thing and completely cleared Trump of and completely exonerated him on everything for which he deserved to be exonerated because he did nothing wrong it has been two and a half years of lies and smears against President Trump and there will always be just like there will be people that will go to their grave believing that Brett Kavanaugh Got a bunch of girls drunk and set up, you know, um, chain rapes, which never
6: happened. There will <laughs> well, be people. I not know that anybody believes that they were just hoping that somebody right. would believe that. Well,
1: I think that. Well, there's still people that they. You never know. I mean, I think that there will be people that will that once a narrative gets ingrained people, people hold on to it.
6: And I agree with you. I agree with you. I think William Barr, though, has been very clear in in all of the testimony that he has made up to this point. He did suggest that there was some fault. We do need to find out the origins of this report, which was a very strong message that, no, it appeared shady. He didn't use the word shady, but he did say, yes, that they had been spied upon, which means electronic surveillance was put upon the Trump administration, I'm sorry, the Trump team when they were campaigning. These are very critical things for that he was able to state in front of Congress. He gave them nothing to chew on. So what did they try to do after that? The congressional leaders that were uh, uh, interviewing him, they tried then to suggest, the left tried to suggest, well, then he's got to be biased because he's a Trump appointee. You have no evidence of William Barr ever being a partisan hack, none. And keep in mind everything that's going to get released. He has worked closely with uh, Rosenstein, and Rosenstein at this point is no dummy. He's no dummy. I am very confident that whatever is going to be released, Rosenstein knows that if he were to leave a little bit of trails of Easter eggs for people to pick up mm-hmm. that lead right back to his very sleazy team of collusion that was going on, or the coup, they're going to end up getting themselves indicted. So they've got to be very cautious themselves because they know the American public is watching this closely. It doesn't matter if you're on the left and rejoicing for anything; the law is still the law, and if the F- was weaponized against this president, and they tried to imply that in this tomorrow, well, guess what? That's going to backfire in itself right. because now you're going to have evidence that they're leaking about their own collusion themselves. So I think Rosenstein knows at this point, or Rosenstein at this point, knows, all right, we have to be fair as possible on this so that the country can heal because if there is evidence that they conspired against this president in their own release tomorrow, tomorrow it's going to backfire big time on them yeah um
1: it should have already backfired because we already had enough information we know that that rosenstein when he signed his name to a fisa warrant the last one that was signed for continued surveillance was i believe either the day before or the day after trump was inaugurated that Obama, must mm-hmm. i think it was the day before obama signed his name on he also released the rules uh, um rosenstein signed his name on another fisa warrant um, that we know that the FISA court was lied to; that they withheld critical information. We also know that Obama had uh, had um, um, loosened up the the rules uh, about exchanging information between the different agencies. There is so and many the unmasking, people, and, 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 and what the, is the un- unmasking that
6: happened with uh, Valerie Jarrett. So. Absolutely. I agree with you 150 percent. Rosenstein has got to be very, very careful himself because he's already going to be under great scrutiny and suspicion. And William Barr testified that they will. He was desiring to see what was the root cause of this report. He gave when he testified, it was very clear to me and I think anybody who was watching him testify that he was saying, There's nothing there there, and we need to find out why there was an investigation in the first place. He was clearly saying that, and he knows that justice has to come forward. He knows that if people question the uh, reliability of the FBI, and we're talking about the leadership of the FBI, if people question the very intelligence agency that is supposed to be going out after those that are breaking the law, that they are now the law breakers. Yeah. This will destroy the FBI's credibility for generations. Well, it already has.
1: It, has to- it already has. Exactly. And I think, excuse me for interrupting, I think in terms of a, this country healing, there can be no healing. I disagree with Sean Hannity when he, and I know that he's got family and dear friends in the oh, FBI, I but I don't believe that it's just five or six people at the top. I don't think you can pull off this type of operation Oh, I agree. with, with, with I agree. it just being a few people at the top. The only way that this country can begin to start having faith again in the top law enforcement agency of the land in the U.S. government no longer being weaponized to, to take over an election to overturn the will of the people, to to become weaponized, to destroy people, and try to put them in jail for no other reason than exactly. their politics is to have everybody who was involved in this, who committed crimes, actually pay a price for it. And I don't care whether it's a former president of the United States. I don't care whether it's a former secretary of state, a, a former DNI, uh, or any of these other people, no matter who they are, because the American people partly elected Donald J. Trump because we already knew even before all this mess that we had two sets of laws One for the elites and one for the American
6: people. We got to wrap it up. Jesse Jane Duff, final thought. Thank you so much. I appreciate you inviting me. But let's remember also that John McCain was the one that passed that dossier on to the FBI. And although there is a great outcry of not calling out somebody who has passed away, but this man really enabled this process to go forward. Christopher Steele was corrupt, wrote a corrupt report. The whole line goes right back to the Clinton campaign and the DNC. It goes right back to that with a fake dossier. So I agree with you. There has to be accountability on this because healing is, all in the eye of the beholder and right now the nation is not going to heal until they hold these people accountable absolutely thank you so
1: much for being here jesse jane duff appreciate it have a great night you too all right now stay tuned we're going to shift gears a little bit what city just made stealing no longer a crime yeah and guess who made i think it was time magazine's top 100 list oh it's one of dj Carrotstick's favorites stay tuned more andrea casio coming up
5: ain't nothing wrong with that
0: FM 96.1, North County, AM 1170, San Diego. The answer. I weighed 329 pounds. I was a heart attack waiting to happen. I got Andro 400. It makes me not so hungry. I started noticing more energy. I noticed my belly was starting to shrink up. I started seeing weight come off, 80-some pounds. I went from 330 to 245. For a 56-year-old guy to lose that much weight, it took something, brother. I feel great. I feel like I was when I was 35 years old.
7: That was Ruben. Now listen to what Josh says about Andro 400.
0: Well, I'll tell you, man, that stuff really works. It was insane. I've heard the commercials, walk for a decade? I was like, I'm just going to try it. My pants are like falling off. It really works. I bought suits last year for my new job, and they're falling off of me. It's insane.
7: Guys, if you want to lose belly fat, gain energy, strength, and muscle, and look and feel years younger, try Andro 400. The safe, natural, and affordable way to boost your testosterone. Go to andro400.com or call 888- 400-0435. Four hundred zero four three five. 435 That's 888-400-0435. Andro400.com.
2: Did you know that homeowners are throwing thousands of dollars out the window every year? It's true. You would be amazed at the amount of money wasted on energy bills because of bad windows. Brothers Windows wants to help you. Right now, get up to $1,000 off on windows installed. For 25 years, Brothers Windows has helped thousands of homeowners like you save money on heating and air conditioning bills by installing beautiful low energy efficient windows brothers home improvement is a family of nine brothers and sisters always striving for your complete satisfaction they're trusted quality window experts with unbeatable guarantees call today for a free estimate and find out how you can get up to $1,000 off newly installed windows call brothers windows at 619-389-2122 that's 389-2122 or go to SanDiegoWindowExperts.com. That's SanDiegoWindowExperts.com.
7: The Fed announced that they won't be raising rates until at least 2020, so we're back in the threes on a home mortgage. You heard it right. We're back in the threes. Now's the right time to get you into the threes on a 30-year fixed mortgage. Ken Tyler here, president of Right Choice Mortgage, a privately owned direct lender. We stand out in the mortgage business. We've created products that nobody else has. Like mortgages for the self-employed starting in the threes. Have you recently filed a bankruptcy, short sale, or foreclosure? Even if you're one day out, we have mortgages starting in the threes. Or how about getting cash out on your investment property so you can buy another one starting in the fours? Specialty loans go all the way up to $25 million, so bring them big and small. My top agent, Sergio, is standing by at 833-886-3863. That's 833-886-FUND. Make the right choice. We'll get you what you need. Let's update your mortgage today. At 833 886 3863.
6: 886 Fund. Retroid Mortgage is licensed by the BRE 01943736 and one three two five three and is an equal opportunity lender. FM 96.1 AM
0: 1170. The answer.
3: AK, dynamite and address, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, she's on The Answer San Diego.
1: Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Glad to have you all here with me. 888 344 1170 if you want to call in and talk about anything. Uh, it doesn't really matter, ultimately, what is in the Mueller report. We know that it was a smear file. It was it was the U.S. government's version of the dossier. It's all intended to destroy President Trump. This is what the left does. Whether it, it, And it's the same game plan, whether we're talking about a sitting president of the United States that the establishment hates, or whether it's a group of Catholic school kids on the steps of the Supreme Court for a pro-life march, or... Or whether it's a nominee for the Supreme Court that the left doesn't like—a man who spent his his entire life as a great dad, mentor to young girls, coaching basketball, professor at at, at a law school—not a blemish on this man's record. In fact, if I've got any criticism of Brett Kavanaugh, it's the fact that I think that he's gone too far in helping to promote women at the expense of men. I think that's discriminatory. When your when your whole focus, I think, in fact, I think he's the first Supreme Court justice in the history of the country that put all uh, all female. Uh, they're not interns, but they're um, clerks. His 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 clerks are all women. I think that's discriminatory against men. So today, and he's lucky to be on the Supreme Court. A lot of men, after what had been done to him, wouldn't wouldn't have have uh, after way he's dedicated his life to try to make make improve the life of women for him to be. Attempted for them to personally assassinate him the way that he was. A lot of men would be too resentful. They wouldn't put another woman on the clerk. They'd say, "You know what? I'm not going to put myself in a position to to be on the receiving end of more false accusations." And Jesse Jane says, "There's not very many people who believe that he was a part of uh, getting you know women intoxicated and setting up." gang rapes but I, I get, with the way that this country is right now I absolutely believe that there are people that believe that if nothing else they absolutely still believe that he was a rapist and got away with it how do we know this I don't know that he uh, is he ever going to be able to teach basketball again uh, coach basketball again ever going to be able to teach he he it, while while he had there was no evidence produced against him to show that he was guilty of any of the crimes for which he was being alleged Harvard or wherever it was that he was teaching said they didn't want him back teaching. He's on the Supreme Court, but his children have to live with the accusations. His, his life, what he was put through, was living hell. Do people still believe it? Yeah. You know how we know? Because Time Magazine put Christine Blasey Ford as one of the 100 most influential people of 2019. Which is interesting for 2019 where they're referring to 2018 because really nobody's seen her since. She's off somewhere probably using the $900,000 that she got in a GoFundMe that was flooded her way from all the sycophants who adored her and what she was doing to an innocent man. Did something bad happen to her? Maybe because somebody said that you know some other guy came forth and said it wasn't Kavanaugh, it was me who did it, who, who tried to get a kiss on her. But whatever happened, it wasn't him. And she and, and her own witnesses that she named said it wasn't him. In fact, the, the woman who wrote her letter, some of, the, some of the details I've forgotten, but one of the women that she claimed was a witness was threatened by coming out and saying, hey, I, I wasn't there. It wasn't me. She participated in trying to destroy him. And you know what? But Time Magazine got it right because she was one of the 100 most influential people when she was part of a scheme to destroy a man. And to this day, many people believe it then yeah, that's influential. But that's part of the overall plan that we've got in this country. And I'm glad Jesse Jane Duff mentioned John McCain because he was a part of this. He's a part of destroying people for political gain, not just with the dossier that he put forth, but this has been the game plan in terms of weaponizing the U.S. government for a long time. What was it, 2009, 2010, when the Tea Party emerged? After the Tea Party that helped usher in the Republicans giving the the Republicans the House of Representatives in 2010, the IRS got weaponized against conservatives. And you know whose office was behind that? John McCain, who said that he wanted audits and the IRS to financially destroy conservatives. Yeah. We've seen uh, also, and that was before social media. So now we've got the combination of the weaponized deep state the mouthpiece and mouthpieces in the media propagating the hate against conservatives, and then we've also got it now on social media. There's a, Project Veritas has an, a new video out today. We've reported and done quite a few segments here about the silencing of conservatives and the deplatforming. And it's one thing to be in Facebook jail for a few weeks because they didn't like some post you did. We've talked about that for a long time, but it's at the point to where it is the use of big tech. To destroy people financially because these platforms, Facebook, I get, I get blasted with so many notifications from Facebook. You know, if you want to give us some money, you're, this post is doing really well. You want it to do even better? Give us some money. I don't give them any money, but they, they part of what they sell, whether it's Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and these, these social media outlets is a way to monetize your business. That's why they have pages. That's why they have verified accounts. That's why they have all these different ways that you can give them money and help promote your business. But then, if they don't like what your business is, then they seek to destroy you, to demonetize you, and de-plat- deplatform you. That's also, and that's a part of the punishment and the destruction that's going on against conservatives and Project Veritas. It's now it's gone beyond just big tech in terms of social media. It's gone to GoFundMe, PayPal. Laura Loomer was banned in Uber, and, and we've talked about Gavin McGinnis from Proud Boys, whose uh, a checking account at Chase Bank was taken down. So Project Veritas. They closed his account and didn't give him any information for it, and it's happened to, to another um, i guess considered conservative or what people call alt right I hate that term so James O'Keefe had somebody from his organization call Chase Bank and have a conversation, and you can see it online in which Chase basically says, "Well, I can't say too much about it. The phone call's being recorded, but you know, yeah, um you know we do we don't we don't want anything to do with certain people." You know, um, so yeah, that's that's happening. That's really scary. George Orwell kind of crap that's going on in this country. And that's all that and that is so it doesn't matter whether it's that's what why whether it's Gavin McGinnis from Proud Boys, the Covington Boys, Laura Loomer, Trump, Kavanaugh, Tea Party Groups. It is like a full frontal assault from every area. And the message to conservatives is, and oh, by the way, if you're a bakery or you'd make invitations or your business, whatever you are, you better keep your opinions to yourself. You better keep your your Judeo-Christian values and your principles to yourself because otherwise you're subject to destruction. Speaking of destruction, uh, Macron has said that he's going to rebuild Notre Dame in, in five years. And of course, now the pressure is on for the force for them to rebuild, not according to its history and its purpose, but according to the less multicultural ideas and their agenda. How dare they try? To, they need to rebuild Notre Dame the way it looks now, the way French is now. We can't respect the history. And it occurred to me today, it doesn't even matter to me. Yes, they rushed to decide whether or not that to declare that the fire was an accident as opposed to arson, but it doesn't really matter really what that fire fire was all about because the virtual torching of Notre Dame is in place right now as the left is pushing to to have its history and its very Catholic origins and what its Catholic purpose is about be denied in the rebuilding. And then I was reminded that after the after the ideology That was Islam in the name of Islam that destroyed the World Trade Center when that was rebuilt. Was it rebuilt according to uh, to pay respect to the United States? Maybe it's called the Freedom Tower. But what's on top of it? A Muslim minaret. Which is a symbol of conquest. What they do when they take new ground is they build a mosque immediately and they put a minaret on top and it's a symbol of conquest. And that's what they're trying to do with the Notre Dame. We're gonna take a break and we come back. We got one last hump day segment on tonight's Andrew K Show.
0: FM 96.1 North Cali, AM 1170 San Diego. The answer.
7: Steps, touch the Western Wall, sail on the Sea of Galilee, pray on the Mount of Beatitudes, the list goes on. Return home inspired, renewed, and empowered. If you've ever dreamed of seeing Israel, this is your chance. Join me for a life-changing adventure to give you a renewed sense of purpose. The 10-Day Stand with Israel Tour, December 2019. Join
3: the Stand with Israel Tour with Dennis Prager and Mike Gallagher happening December 2nd through the 11th, 2019. Learn more today at TheAnswerSanDiego.com.
5: Message and data rates may apply.
4: Guys, got hair loss? I know what you're thinking. Should I shave my head? Comb it over? Wear a hat? Just stop. This isn't 1970. Keep your hair and your confidence because Bosley, America's number one hair restoration expert, can give you your real hair back permanently. Check them out today because they're giving away an absolutely free information kit and a free gift card to everyone who texts SAVE11 to 85850. Dude, you don't have to look like your dad because this isn't your dad's hair loss treatment. People all over the country trust Bosley because they use the latest
0: technology to give you your real hair back. Hey, this is Rob Spirell, CEO of Bosley. Our solution to hair loss is permanent and protected by the Bosley Guarantee. With one text, we'll show you, for free, how great your hair could look. Get your absolutely free information kit
4: and a gift card for $250 off by texting SAVE11 to 85850. That's S-A-V-E-11 to 85850.
7: Hi, this is Hugh Hewitt for Liberty Tobacco, San Diego's oldest independent tobacco shop since 1975. They got the walk-in humidor with San Diego's largest display of premium imported cigars. All the top names are there. The stuff that Dennis Prager likes to smoke all the time. And once in a while, he'll give me one too. Hundreds of high-grade Briar pipes from Europe's top pipe makers. San Diego's largest assortment of Cavendish and English pipe tobacco. San Diego's only appointed merchant for the much-desired Davidoff cigar. There's a large smoking room and an outside patio with big-screen television. There's even wireless internet. Connect to the office, stay on top of your work right from their lounge and puff away.
3: Liberty Tobacco has two great locations for you to enjoy a great smoke, and we're sure that one of them is close enough for you to come in anytime. Our newest store is just off the 5 Freeway in the Flower Hill Mall at the Via de la Valle exit, and we're still going strong just east of the 805 Freeway off Claremont Mesa Boulevard in the Ethan Allen Shopping
7: Center. Easy to reach from all parts of San Diego. Open seven days a week. You can reach them online at www.LibertyTobacco.com.
0: FM 96.1. AM 1170.
7: The
3: Answer. A.K., Dynamite and Address, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, don't call her fake news. It's the Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego.
1: It's mine. Mine all mine. One of the best songs ever. Jane's Addiction, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that song.
4: Been caught stealing.
1: Been caught stealing. Yeah. Um, DJ Kirit Sticks, if you could go in and just take off the shelves, whatever you wanted, where would you go and what would you grab? What would you snatch?
4: Oh, it would have to be a jewelry store and diamonds.
1: Yeah. Ooh. Really? Yeah. What, you're going to go Mr. T on (laughs) us? You're going (laughs) to (laughs) <laughs> you're gonna go mr t and wear some big old chains
4: no i'm gonna sell the diamonds on the black market or whatever and then i'll buy all the comic books i want
1: oh okay um let, let's go down market a little bit let me give you a, let me give you a little budget limit on it okay you got 750 dollars man where are you gonna go
4: uh Dick, sporting good
1: okay it's
4: golf clubs some padres gear and uh i don't know some shoes
1: okay yeah you know what all especially shoes all necessary items because you've got to have you know you got to have a hobby it's a good way to blow off steam right of course you got to have some shoes to walk in right um the reason why i asked this is because according to the dallas county da's office they are no longer going to prosecute you if you steal quote necessary items that are under 750 dollars so I guess then, you know, I might, I might say, you know what, I've, I've got a need to go on a job interview tomorrow or I've got a hot date tomorrow night and I need to find me a man. I need me to get my comma MRS. So, um, you know, I need to go into Nordstrom's and, you know, pinch out of, you know, TBD department, pinch me a nice suit and a handbag. And if it's under $750, you know why it's necessary, right?
4: For you, that's necessary.
1: Right. In fact, I might have a little trouble keeping it under 750. With my taste in businesses,
4: one visit maybe you can do it once, and then go leave, and then come back and good do point. it
1: again. Maybe, yeah, good point. Maybe since they're going to quote decriminalize poverty, which is supposedly what's behind this. This uh, I found this article. This is from Daniel Greenfield, who's been on the show many times before. You know, he's the showman journalist fellow at Daniel Harwitz's Freedom Center. Um, So now, evidently, the left's idea of freedom is that you should have the opportunity to walk into a business and literally steal up to seven hundred and fifty dollars of what you consider to be necessary items and not be prosecuted for it. This is literal insanity. It's bad enough that we no longer have the rule of law when we have a weaponized government and who's letting criminals like Hillary Clinton get away with crimes while we've got a sailor with six photos in jail. It's bad enough we don't have the rule of law being being implemented at our borders. It's bad enough that illegal aliens are getting better, better outcomes in, in courts for drunk driving and other crimes, getting away with crimes simply because they're illegals. But now we're going to, we're going to punish business owners. People have invested their lives, their livelihood, taken all kinds of risks. You know what it takes to start and launch a, a retail business in this country? The, uh, the founder of Home Depot says he would never be able to start a business again under these circumstances. Why? And in these low, uh, as the, the one Dallas department. Police Department Sergeant Sheldon Smith said he's president of the National Black Police Association, Dallas Chapter. He says that um, he thinks that suspects uh, he thinks that thefts are why the Walmart closed in that area. And who's going to why would anybody open up a business in a black area now? Well
4: And, and Walmart also for a long time had a policy where they wouldn't uh, charge anybody with shoplifting unless it was over $20. And that was like well known. Yeah. Meanwhile, half their employees are on Medicare and uh, food stamps.
5: Yeah.
1: This seven hundred and fifty dollars. I mean, some business people are just so discouraged by this. You know, um, but are, is
4: the business going to pay for it? Or is it going to be the taxpayers that have to pay for it for like loss prevention at the end of the year? I thought. Well,
1: I thought right. It it's just back to prices. Well, their plan is that it's, it's supposed to come out of the business owners' pockets. One of the reasons why the actual greatest theft that prior to this stupidity that most business owners face is the theft from employees. Um, and that cost ends up getting rebooted back in increased prices in the businesses. So the income redistribution will be thieves can go in and steal and all the rest of y'all going to pay for it. This is outrageous. I'm not really sure why if if this the black police sergeant, the black police officers, it must, this must be a district or a DA that has a heavy minority component. That must be why that's a factor here. I'm not familiar with where this is um, because. Did my, that get voted on? No, this is just the department, The D.A.'s office just said, we're just not going to prosecute. The, and then, then I was flashing on the fact that we now have legalized marijuana everywhere. It started with decriminalizing marijuana. Oh, it's a victimless crime. And that's what he said here. It was a victimless crime. No, it's not. Because these business owners are being victimized here. That's their property. It is no better for you to allow somebody to go in and steal from a business and not be prosecuted than to go into your home, district, district attorney, and steal from your home and take your stereo out. Or your phone. Or your computer. Because you know what? Maybe that poverty-stricken person doesn't have a laptop like you do. What's the difference?
4: And it makes it harder for people who are paying for the items, the availability. If people are going and stealing all this stuff, then... I mean, it might be harder to find certain items.
1: One of the one of the comments that somebody made, I'm not sure if it was this police sergeant, who seems uh, Sheldon Smith, who seems like he's a smart, bright guy, said that what's going to end up happening is you're going to end up having vigilante business owners that are going to say, you know what, instead of they see somebody, they do the shopkeeper's rule to where they keep them on present, they call the cops, and the cops come, they're just going to take matters into their own hands.
4: Well, then they'd go to jail because there's already been guys... Security officers and stuff who have tackled people for shoplifting and then they get fired, yeah, and they get prosecuted for assault
1: this is this is where we're at and i'm and guaranteeing what's coming next is this is this oh we got to decriminalize poverty by um the this this is about this isn't about trying to help impoverish people this is about we're going to punish business, the fat greedy business owners. Uh, no respect for business owners. They're greedy. They're the elites. It's about in, in, socialist income redistribution scheme is really what this is about. And it's ultimately going to get to where i using the suit that every poor person is going to say that everything anybody has who's better off financially that they're entitled to, whether it's a car, a better suit, better clothing, a better laptop, a better phone. Why should I have an Obama phone that's not as good as the latest iPhone? That's where this is all going. So anyway... And speaking of where we're going, we're gonna go home, get a good night's rest, because we got to get up early to see Bill Barr in the morning and watch it go down. And I hopefully y'all will be right back here tomorrow night, 6 p.m. Pacific time. Thank you, DJ Carrot Sticks, Jesse Jane Duff. Peace out, everybody. Have a great night.